Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, January the 14th, the year 2004. We are in the Deer Park uh, Monastery during our winter retreat. Last week, we uh, learned um, the Gata, I have arrived, I am home. In the here, in the now. I am solid, I am free, in the ultimate I dwell. And this gata can be used for sitting meditation, can be used for walking meditation. When you stand, you can also practice, I have arrived, I am home. And when you lie down, you can also practice, uh, I have arrived, I am home. At the end of the day, you like to, uh, to, to rest, you go to bed, you lie down in your bed, and you may like to uh, practice, uh, I have arrived, I'm home. Because several of us continue to run even in our, uh, in our sleep, in our dream. Because running has become a habit. Not only we run during the day, but uh, we run also during the night, in our sleep, in our dreams. That is why it's good that we practice, uh, I have arrived, I'm home, I'm home, I don't want to run anymore. The moment when you lie down and you enjoy doing nothing, just feeling that you are home, you are in your bed, and you want to really rest. And you like to uh, listen to the music of uh, your breathing in and out. Your heart is playing music. Your lungs is playing music. You just tune to that kind of music. And whatever feelings and emotions arise, you allow that music of uh, breathing uh, to uh, embrace it. And like that, you can enter your sleep uh, peacefully. and with uh, much uh, pleasure. So, the gata, the poem, I have arrived, I am home, can be used in four positions of the body, sitting, standing, walking, and lying down. And that is the practice of uh, stopping. The practice of stopping is very crucial in the Buddhist tradition. There are moments when uh, we don't do anything. We just sit there and we lie down. But our body 
has not stopped. There's a tension in our body. There's a kind of energy that push, push you, push your body. Your body wants to do something, to be active, to run, to do something. Your body does not have the capacity to rest, to stop. That is why uh, stopping does not mean just stopping the mind, but stopping the body. Because the body also has the habit of running, of being in uh, movement. And there is a feeling of restlessness in the body. The body and the mind are the inter are. Uh, the body contains the mind, and the mind contains the body. They intercontain each other. That is why helping the body to stop, mm, you can help the mind to stop also. And helping the mind to stop, you help the body to stop. You practice with body and mind at the same time, not just with the mind. That is why meditation includes the body. You don't just meditate with your mind. You meditate with your body. And the Buddhist term for, for stopping is uh, shamatha. In Pali, Samatha. And with this, uh, you pronounce uh, like Samatha. And the first meaning of Samatha is uh, stopping. Without stopping, you cannot do much. And uh, when you come to the deer, to, to deer park, you can enjoy shamatha as a practice of stopping. You stop during the time you sit, you stop during the time you walk. You even can stop during the time you run. We have jogging meditation. And while you are running, you have already stopped. Because you are not running after something. No. You are not searching for anything at all. You are completely at ease in the present moment. And that is the meaning of shamatha. And it, it sounds easy, but we need some training. We need a strong will also. We need a big desire in order to be able to stop. Because the habit of running is very strong in us, in our body and in our mind. And the habit of running, the habit energy, might have been transmitted by our parents. Our parents might have run all their life, it become a strong habit, and they may have uh, inherited it from their from from our grandparents, our ancestors. So the the habit energy is very strong. 
But now as we have a chance to encounter Buddha Dharma, and Buddha said, stop my child. And then we have a, a chance to transform that habit energy. And if we succeed in stopping, then we help all our ancestors in us to stop at the same time. How nice. I have arrived. I am home. It means I don't feel the need to run anymore. What I am looking for, it is right here, right now. And that is why we need the insight in order to really stop. And the insight is got by the other wing of uh, the bird. That is uh, Vipassana. Vipassana is the practice of looking deeply in order to get insight. Uh, in Chinese, you write Quan. And uh, Shamatha, you write Ji. Shamatha and Vipassana are the two wings of a bird. And they transport us on the path of uh, insight and stopping. We just said that uh, when we have got the insight, that everything is already there. You are already what you want to become, namely a Buddha. And then you feel that there is no longer any need to run. That is why the insight allows you to really stop. Without the insight, no matter how, how hard you strive, you cannot stop. That is why shamatha is not possible without vipassana. And vipassana is not possible without Samatha. Imagine a bird flying only with one wing. It's very difficult. So the first meaning of Samatha is uh, to stop running. stop altogether the running. And we are, when we are in a retreat like this one, it's a good opportunity for us to learn how to stop. We may have some wound in our body. We may have a cancer. We have, we have something like that in our body. We may have a wound in our soul, in our consciousness. We may have some despair, a lot of injustice, a lot of anger. If you are if deeply wounded, and we have come with all these wounds in our body, 
and in our consciousness. We want to heal. And healing is possible with the practice of uh, stopping. If you don't know how to stop running, the healing cannot take place. That is why the purpose of uh, shamatha is help you to heal. When you breathe in, you breathe in in such a way that makes the healing possible. Because your in-breath is not uh, a fight, an act of fighting. Your in-breath is an expression of arrival. I have arrived. I don't need to to run. And if your in-breath is like that, it has the power of healing. And that in-breath releases all tension releases all the tension that uh, that um, that in-breath allows your body and your feeling to relax. As the Buddha said, breathing in, I relax my body. And in another exercise, the Buddha said, breathing in, I relax my feeling, my emotions. An tình tâm hành. An tình thân hành. Thân means your body. The formation called body. Angten means relaxing. Breathing in, I relax my body. You can only relax your body when you stop. So your in-breath has the capacity of stopping. And when your in-breath has the capacity of uh, stopping, it becomes very pleasant. Your in-breath is not an act of fighting anymore. It is deeply enjoyable. And that is why, why you are here, breathe in in such a way that every in-breath has a power to heal. Every in-breath allow your body to heal. And if you feel relaxed, the fighting is no longer there, the struggle is not there, you know that your in-breath has the capacity of healing. And you have faith in, in it. You have faith in your in-breath. You don't have faith, you don't need to have faith in the Buddha or in God. You need to have only the faith in your in-breath because you know your in-breath well. It is you who know whether your in-breath is relaxing, is helping you to stop altogether, uh, whether your in-breath allows your body 
to be free from tension. And if you can breathe in like that, you can touch your in-breath in depth, in, in, in depth, and you know that your in-breath has the power of healing. And when you make a step, in mindfulness, a step that can bring you home to the here and the now, a step that can help you stop altogether the running, a step that can allow your body to relax completely. You know, you know that, that that step has a power of healing, and you can afford yourself one step like that. Two steps like that. Walking from the upper hamlet to the lower hamlet. You might make several steps like that. Fifty, one hundred, two hundred steps. And every step brings healing. Why don't you do that? And each step is a healer. And when you make steps like that, you don't have to struggle at all. Because making a step is not an act of struggling, an act of, of fighting. It is total surrendering. You surrender yourself to the present moment. You surrender, you surrender yourself to the power of healing that is inherent in your body and in your consciousness. Because you, you need to believe in the power of healing of your body and of your consciousness, nature. Nature has the power of healing. You might believe that when the Buddha touched you, you heal, or Jesus touched you, you heal. But this kind of healing you can, you can, you can witness too by yourself. When you cut your finger, if you cut a vegetable without much mindfulness, you may cut one of your finger. <laughs> but you don't panic. Why don't you? You don't panic. The blood is running, but you don't panic because you believe that that your body has the capacity of mending the wound of healing. You don't have to do much. You just clean it because you believe that in a few hours uh, it will it will it will heal itself we have to believe in the power of our body to heal itself the only thing we should do is to allow our body to heal and not to intervene a lot When an animal in the forest gets wounded, she knows how to heal. And she knows the art of stopping, shamatha. The animal finds a place that is quiet and just lie down, not thinking about running after another animal, not thinking about eating, and not thinking about anything, just lie down. And that is about everything 
an animal can do in order to get healing. Just lie down, trusting your body, allowing your body to heal itself. We humans, we used to have that kind of capacity of trusting our body. But now, it seems that we have lost the capacity. We don't believe in the capacity of our body to heal anymore. We panic very easily. We go to the doctor, we, we do a lot of uh, tests, and we live in, in fear, in panic. And we, we, we eat a lot of medicines, we inject a lot of medicine, we intervene so much. And there is something we need to do, is to rest, but we don't know how to rest anymore. And mankind has lost the capacity of resting. And resting is the ground of healing. Because resting like that, you allow, your, you authorize your body to heal. But you don't authorize your body to heal. Because of your panic, of your worries, you are running around and search for healing. But the healing is obtained when you don't do anything. You just uh, rest and allow nature to do its work. Many of us complain that we don't have time to rest. And we claim we want our vacation. But when they give us two weeks or three weeks of vacation, we don't know how to do with it. And after we go for a vacation, we come home more tired than before the vacation. And that is why it's very important to learn how to rest, how to allow our body to stop and rest. And in the sutras, the Buddha instructs us how to do, how to, how to allow our body and our mind to rest. In one of the exercises of mindful breathing, he said, breathing in, I relax my body. Breathing in, I allow my body to relax. Whether you are in a sitting position or in a lying position, your mindful breathing helps you to totally relax. You authorize your body to, to rest. In Plum Village, in Deer Park, we offer the practice of total deep relaxation. And this is based on the teaching of the Buddha. In a sitting position or in a lying position, we allow our body to relax. And we use the techniques of mindful breathing in order to allow our body to rest. First of all, we might consider our body as, uh, as uh, a whole, a totality, an organism. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. That is an exercise. Because this is an exercise of going home to your body. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body, my whole body. 
This is an attempt to come home to your body. You have mistreated your body. You have neglected your body. You have made war to your body. You have made your body suffer by the way you live your daily life. You are an enemy of your body. Now you want to go home as a friend. And that is why this exercise proposed by the Buddha, breathing in, I'm aware of my body. Good morning, dear body, I'm back to you. That is what we practice. I have neglected you for a long time. I have made you suffer so much. Sorry, I'm home to you. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. And you may like to continue breathing out. I smile to my body. I want to reconcile with my body. So using your mindful breathing to generate the energy of mindfulness, the energy of fully present, of being fully present, in order to recognize your body as a reality, in order to embrace your body with tenderness. This is the first step. Before you can embrace your feeling, your emotion, you have to embrace, to learn how to embrace your body. Hello there, my body. I'm home to you. And you use the energy of mindfulness, of your capacity of being fully present, in order to recognize your body as being there, embrace it tenderly. That is already the practice of love. Darling, I'm home to you. I'll take care of you. And then that is one exercise. The other exercise follows. Breathing in, I allow my body to relax. And when you breathe in, you recognize your body. When you breathe out, you smile to your body. That smile is already the energy of love, the energy of uh, concern, the energy of uh, compassion. In the Sutra, the contemplation of the body, the Buddha used this exercise. Like an example, there is a farmer who goes up to the cellar and brings down a bag of seeds. And he opens one end of the bag and uses the other end to allow all the kind of seeds to flow on the floor. And with eyes still in good condition, he recognizes all kinds of seeds that are on the floor. This is the seed of kidney beans. This is uh, the seed of mung beans. This is a seed of corn. And recognize every kind of seeds that are there on the floor. So the practitioner does the same thing. She lies down. She practices mindful breathing. And she said, this is the hair on my head. This is my eyes. This is my ear. This is my nose. Breathing in, I'm aware of my eyes. Breathing out, I smile to my eyes. Breathing in, I am aware of the brain, my brain. Breathing out, I smile to my brain. And you go from the top to the bottom, and you go through your body. It's like a scanning your body, but instead using rayon X, X-ray, you use the ray of mindfulness. It takes 20 minutes to do it totally. 
and you don't need uh, a doctor sitting or uh, uh, standing near, near you. You can do it by yourself. So using the beam of mindfulness, you go through your body. When you go through your, your heart, you say, breathing in, I'm aware of my heart. Breathing out, I smile to my heart. How kind of you. You have the time to pay attention to your heart. And it may be the first time you really pay attention to your heart. Your heart has been working very hard to maintain your well-being. You have the time to sleep every night, but your heart, no sleep. Your heart continues to pump non-stop the blood to nourish all the cells. And yet you have not been very kind to your heart. You smoke, you drink alcohol, you stay up late, you do many things in order to give your heart a hard time. You have not been very kind to your heart. And this is the first time you come back to her, breathing in, I'm aware of my darling, the heart. Breathing out, I smile to you. I'm sorry, I have been neglecting you. Now I'm home to you. I will take good care of you. This is the meditation of love on love. And if you, you stay longer, a little bit longer of your heart, uh, it will get the, the strength to heal. When you go to the liver, you embrace your liver with your full uh, awareness. Breathing in, I'm aware of my liver. Breathing out, I smile to my liver with compassion. Alcohol, fat, you, you have, uh, have uh, ingested so many toxins, you have made the life of your liver so difficult. And your liver has been sending you a message, SOS, SOS, day and night, but you ignore it completely. But fortunately, now you have a chance to go home to your liver. Breathing in, I'm aware of my liver. Breathing out, I smile to my, to my liver. And if you have some problem with your liver, stay with, stay with her, stay with it longer. She needs you. If needed, you stay with her five minutes just breathing in and out, and that will, will bring a lot of healing. And you know exactly what to do and what not to do in order not to inflict any, any more hardship on your liver. If you don't know how to take care of your body, if you don't know how to love yourself, how can you talk about loving another person? So the exercise given by the Buddha first is to recognize and embrace your body as a whole and to allow it to relax. And the second exercise found in the Niem Thangkin, the Sutra on the contemplation of the body in the body. Tungaham.
you find that exercise. The farmer rolls up to the cellar and brings down a bag of seeds. So you lie down and you generate the, the mindfulness ray in order to pass in review the 36 part of your body. And you go slowly and recognize all part of your body. And when you come to a part of, bar of your body that is ailing, stay longer. Allow it to, to get the energy of healing. You might continue your medicine, but don't trust your medicine alone. And if you succeed in this practice, you may not uh, need a lot of medicine, just a little bit. And the practice is not hardship, it's not uh, hard labor. The practice is very pleasant. It is healing during the time of the, of the practice. You can enjoy deeply the practice of total relaxation, deep relaxation. You just sit there, you just lie, lie there, uh, enjoy your in-breath and out-breath, generating the energy of mindfulness in order to recognize, embrace different parts of your body. And when you are able to do so and get the healing, you can help your child, your partner, your friend to do the same. But do you have the time to do so? Which is more important, your well-being or more money? Another, another car or a better body? <coughs> a more healthy body. You have to choose. You might consume less, but your happiness will be much greater. Don't spend too much time looking for money, looking for, for, for fame. Use your time to live, to love, to take care of yourself and your beloved one. The teaching of the Buddha is a very, very practical. I urge uh, my friends to, uh, to study the Sutra on mindful breathing. All the practical exercises are contained in that Sutra. And you may explore the Sutra in depth in order to offer uh, methods of uh, healing and transformation. When you sit down and eat your breakfast, eat your breakfast in such a way that make the healing possible. Eating your breakfast is not just to get the calories, the energy for the morning, no. Eating your breakfast is also to get the joy, to get the happiness while eating.
and you can very well practice stopping total relaxation during time of eating. You may take 15, 20, 25 minutes taking your breakfast, but that time can be transformed into a session of total relaxation. You don't have to worry about anything. You are with every morsel of food. You chew your food as if you are, you have not, nothing to worry about. A businessness person. The ideal uh, uh, image of uh, patriarchal Lingchi. Business, businessless. No project. Totally free. Eat your breakfast like that. And the time of breakfast eating, breakfast eating become healing. Everything you do in your daily life, all day, can be used for your healing. Walking up, walking down, sitting, lying down, breathing, washing your dish, you can allow you to completely rest. And you know you can do it. You have received enough instructions to do it. The Buddha is kind enough to give you enough instructions to do so. Thay is kind enough to have offered you enough instructions for you to do so. And he is doing that too. So profit from from your time being here to get the healing. Every step, every breath, every act can be totally, totally relaxed, can have the power of healing. And one day of being in the retreat can already bring, bring a big difference. And when you go home, you can continue. And you can, you may have good influence on the people in your family, in your environment also. We had to ask the animals in uh, in the deer park, in the mountains, as how do they think of us? These human beings who gather uh, here to do walking and sitting and chanting, are they relaxed enough? The trees out there seem to be very relaxing. The animals who live in the forest, they seem to be relaxing. You know the snakes are sleeping quietly. <laughs> so stopping means 
to be fully present. To stop running, to be truly present. It means in the here and the now. And to be present for whom? To be present for ourselves, for our body, for our feelings. Because our body, our feelings, our suffering need to be not need to be taken care of. If you are not there for yourself, who will be there for you? For you? So come home to yourself. Take good care of your body. Take good care of your feelings and emotions and other, uh, other aggregate within yourself. Shamatha has the purpose of stopping, stopping the running, of helping you to be fully present in the here and the now. Body together with the mind established fully in the present moment. And mindfulness is the energy that can help you to do that. And then the energy of mindfulness can be generated by mindful breathing, mindful walking, mindful eating, mindful washing. And when you are fully present in here and now, uh, you become fully present to be fully alive. Fully alive. How can you be alive when your body, only your body is there and your mind still wander in the past or in the future? You are not really alive. You are not available to you. You are not available to your beloved one. So come home to yourself in the here and now, become fully alive. And your true presence profit yourself. Your true presence profits your beloved one. And you are in touch with the wonders of life that are available. We know that the wonders of life are available only in the present moment. The kingdom of God, the pure land of the Buddha, they are only present, available in the here and the now. That is why to stop, to go home to the present moment is a very crucial act. An act that brings you life, that bring, that makes you fully, full, fully present. And we know that uh, the practice of shamatha is linked to the practice of vipassana, because the insight brought to us by vipassana show us that the wonders of life are really there, available that the kingdom of God is really there. That what we are looking for is already there. And that make, the, that make it possible for the running to stop, that make it possible for you to, be, to become fully present and to be fully alive. So talking about shamatha is talking also about 
vibrationer. Another, another function of samatha is to recognize. To recognize. To recognize what? To recognize what is happening in the present moment. Because in our daily life, we may get lost. We, we very, we, we often get lost in our worries, in our regret, in our complex. We don't know what is really happening in the here and the now. And what is really happening in the here and the now is that you are there, you are still alive. That the wonders of life are available in this very moment. It would be a pity if you have no chance to recognize these wonderful things that are happening in the here and the now. And mindfulness is exactly the kind of energy that can help you to recognize what is happening in the here and the now. What is happening is that you are breathing in. You are still alive. And touching that is a wonderful because many people live and yet they are not alive. They live like that man, that man, that woman. They carry the dead, dead body, their own dead body, and circulate around. They are not alive. They always, they are always caught in their regret, in their fear. They cannot touch life. They cannot touch the kingdom, the pure land. It's a pity that they spend 50 years and 60 years and 70 years living like that, never been able to touch the wonders of life, the kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha. And if you send him, you send her a ray of mindfulness, you may rescue him and her and bring him back to the here and the now for him, for her to get in touch with life. You can do that. You are a Buddha. You can rescue people, countless people in one day. So Samatha help us to recognize. What is happening in the present moment? You are alive. You can smile. You can look with the eyes of compassion. You can help living beings to wake up. You can help people to become alive again. It's very wonderful things to be and to do. You can perform like a Buddha. You can perform like Jesus. You can save so many people. You can bring them from the realm of death to the realm of life. Because you are able to come home to recognize the wonders of life that are available.
when you are able to recognize, you get, get in touch deeply. The blue sky is always there for you. But because of your worries, your anger, well, you cannot touch the blue sky. The blue sky, blue sky has been waiting for you. So to go home to yourself, to go home to the present moment, mind and body together, you have a chance to recognize the fact that the blue, the blue sky is there. And that is why to recognize helps you to get in touch. How wonderful to get in touch. Get in touch with yourself and get in touch with the wonders of life. And there are many things in us and around us that has the power, that have the power, power of healing. You listen to the birds. You listen to the stream of water. You listen to the wind. You contemplate the trees, the blue sky, the mountains. They are very refreshing. They are very healing and nourishing. And that is why to recognize them and to get deeply in touch, you get the healing. That you so much need. And if you don't do that, you allow uh, the, the toxins created by our environment to invade you. Because out of, um, of uh, forgetfulness, we have created, created many negative uh, elements, many poison, many toxins that can be seen on television, on the news bulletin, on, uh, on, on the films. And you allow all these uh, elements of anger and despair and hate to penetrate into us. That is not for our healing, for our transformation. And in our daily life, if don't, we don't practice, we always allow this uh, poison to penetrate into our body and mind. We allow our children to be penetrated by these uh, poisons. And that is why it's very crucial to come, come home and to get in touch with the healing, refreshing, and nourishing elements that are still available in the garden of life, in the garden of Eden that is still available. To recognize, to get in touch to get the nourishment to get the healing later on someone asks you may ask you what your purpose 
of being in the deer park. No, I went there to practice stopping. <laughs> That's good enough. Because when I am able to stop, I get, I get, I become fully alive. I recognize the goodness of life. I can get in touch with them. I can get the nourishment and get, get the healing. That's why uh, shamatha is a very important practice. I would like to repeat this sentence. I would like you to remember that it is possible for us to live every moment of our daily life in such a way that every moment becomes a moment of healing. When you make a step, make sure that the step has the power of healing, relaxing. When you breathe in, make sure that your in-breath has the power of uh, stopping, of healing. And this is the voice of Buddha, directly to you and from yourself, not from coming from outside.